Welcome to the Fencing Update. News, tips, and opinions on the Olympic sport of fencing. For fencers, by fencers. With Danny and Josh, we are two fencers from the Desert Fencing Academy. Together we have a combined 28 years of fencing experience. Welcome to the second installment of the Rulebook Review. In this episode, uh, we will be covering covering target. Now, this is an issue that seems to specifically plague foil. Foil is already a very unique animal. Quickness and precision are two of the dominant attributes for this particular weapon. Foil is also very heavily dependent upon the director's interpretation of right of way. What we as fencers cannot control is how our opponents are going to react or basically conduct themselves. Both of these factors, however, can be influenced by the actions of the individual fencers. Yeah, so, you know, you can't change what everyone else is going to do, but you can definitely influence what you do and, you know, pay attention to what the director is doing. Now, there, from time to time, you may find yourself faced with an opponent that is less than scrupulous, and that in itself opens up a myriad of new issues that just come to light at that point. In all fairness, though, sometimes covering target isn't done on purpose, but it's kind of just done as a biological reaction to an oncoming attack. Whatever the case may be, in foil, this action is illegal. Now, allow me to loosely paraphrase the rules here. It is forbidden to protect the target area or to substitute another part of the body for target area either by covering or by abnormal movement. Hence, hits which arrive off target are counted as valid whenever, by reason of an abnormal position, a fencer has substituted his non-valid target for valid target. However, this being said, displacing the target and ducking are allowed even if, during the action, the unarmed, the unarmed hand comes into contact with the pistae. So, another way of saying that is, you know, if you see your opponent ducking and blocking their target with their head or their or you know shifting their bib to block target on their shoulder you know moving their fencing arm over target that's unusual or their non-fencing arm or the leg anything that's off target that's moving in front of their target as you are making the attack that is illegal and the director should call that as your point if it hits uh, but Here's the problem is the director doesn't always see it. Exactly. Well, there, I think there are also some exceptions to that rule. You'll find that, you know, simply taking a parry four causes you to bring your fencing arm across a valid target. However, that is a non-intentional act to specifically block an incoming blade. So when that happens, I can, it's understandable that it's called an off-target hit on a non-valid part of the arm. However, I think what replacing valid target with non-valid target is specifically covering is a, a malicious intent, or not necessarily malicious, but a purposeful intent to displace valid target with non-valid target. You're, you're literally trying to dissuade a successful attack by presenting non-valid target. Yeah, and then with the parry four, that's another thing where you're attempting to parry the blade with your blade and not your body. Exactly, you're doing some genuine fencing at that point. Which I think kind of brings me up to my the, uh, one of my next points. So basically, what if an opponent is committing this offense and the director really doesn't take notice? In my opinion, what you should do is respectfully 
bring your inquiry or observation to the attention of the director. Now, don't expect the director to immediately award you a point for somebody covering targets, but instead, if they are a good director, and rest assured, they will pay attention, a little bit even closer attention to that potential offense. Now, generally, once a director actually observes the offense, they have but one option, to award the offending fencer a yellow card for either use of a non-sword or armor hand, or basically the second offense would be covering or substituting valid target. Either one of those are an offense that are subject to a yellow card. Now, if the offense continues, of course a second yellow card can be given, or the director could take the initiative to give a red card for dishonest fencing. Either way, the end result is still going to be the same. A point is going to be given to the fencer who did not commit the offense. To really reiterate, I really think it is important to maintain a sense of decorum as a fencer. If you are the fencer who is reporting the potential infraction to the director, you know, you really only need to do this once, maybe reiterate it a second time to the director, and that's more than enough. Just give your directors the benefit of the doubt, and don't really give yourself a yellow card for, you know, an unjustified appeal. Right, you don't want to be annoying with it. I mean, you tell somebody once, they're going to know to look for it again, and they're going to pay attention a lot better than, say, before it happened and that you pointed it out. Directors want to do the right thing, and so they're going to keep their eyes open for that. And just give, I really think it's important to also respect the decision of the director, and to just basically give, really, give them the benefit of the doubt. They know what they're doing, and they've seen situations happen before. Let them be the director. Let them use their abilities, and if you do have a problem with something that they're calling, let them explain it to you. But really use a sense of decorum. Really use your personal ethics and question a director. Don't attack a director. Right, because they can always do stuff that you wouldn't like just because they may have a, uh, a bad opinion of you at that point. Exactly. Just keep in mind who is actually directing the bout. You should be fencing to the director's eye to some extent. If something that you're doing is not quite coming over with the director, it's simply like anything in fencing. If, if a director is for some reason not seeing a parry four and they're calling it as a beat, well then maybe you want to establish it a little bit better. Or maybe, say for example, in this case that we're talking about covering target, at least just bring it to their attention. Don't harp on them or write them about it, but make them aware that you feel that the opponent is covering target. If you have any more comments or suggestions on uh, covering of target, and if you have any other insights you'd like to share with us, post it on our blog at fencingupdate.blogspot.com. Thank you.